everyone. Welcome to another episode of Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast. This is the podcast where we talk a lot about old, classic, action, VHS-era action movies, 80s, 90s, and some now. We'll get there. I'm Dan. Where, 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 hey, where, where'd you come from? <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even intro you yet. Oh, that's right. Hold on. I'm, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go. Yeah, go. I'm Rewind. Dan. Okay. Yeah, my bad. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Give Me Back My Action Movies. I'm Dan and there's Charlie. I am here. You rat bastard. All right. <laughs> way, to, way, to, way to mess up my intro, pal. That's what I'm known for. That's what you're known for. Everyone, this episode, as you can read, is about Con Air. And uh, this is a uh, a movie that... Charlie and I both liked quite a bit, uh, kind of just pulled it out of, well, thin air, no pun intended, and decided to do this one this time. Uh, but, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about this. But first, before we do that, Charlie, I want to pick your brain and get into the last episode, the big crossover spectacular with you and myself and one senior sludge. Oh, yeah. You're going to pick my brain. What do you, you think about you, that? Did you have a good time with that one? I had a blast on that show. I really did. Uh, Sludge was an excellent guest. Uh, everybody needs to go check out his show if you have not. If you love giant monsters, other monsters, I did another episode about undersea monsters. So we kind of cover all spectrums of monsterism over there. I I had a, a good time with that show. I liked having another person to bounce things off of as well. It was fun. It was kind of like directing uh, multiple people as we went. So it was good to get a different voice on this particular show. Yeah. No, I, I thought it was really good. No, it sounds like, you know, you're tired of me. That's what that sounded like. No, no, no. no. I mean, you know what? 13 years, 14. Uh, years. We've done this math. I don't know how many times on the show. A long ass time. Yeah. We've known each other too much. Uh, but no, it was fun to have him on there. Um, has he, has he broke, he's broke the news, right? There is a te- we, we've done a teaser. We're doing what we said we hate that movies and other things do. We've <laughs> we've dropped a teaser about the next collaboration, and um, yes, I think it's pretty blatant what that one is. So you know what you know. Well, I, I well, say well, we okay. announce it. I say we well, first it. of all. Well, first of all, we've told everyone that we are doing a collaboration. He's been on our show, and we're going to do a collaboration now on his. Yeah, we're going there. So feed. to hear it. Everyone has to go to Sludgecast Monster Movie Stomp now. Right. So you you heard him on our feed. We're going to go to his feed next. Like Charlie said, you know what, Charlie? I'm not announcing it. I'm not going to say anything, okay. buybody. If you want to know, if you want to have any idea of what that's going to be, pop over, find his socials, find him on uh, the Facebooks, find him on uh, Instagrams. He has Instagram, right? He has Instagram. It's, yeah. it's on the group. It's in the Give Me and, Back My Action movie is, group. That's right. It is in the group. So if you haven't seen it in the group yet, you haven't figured it out, go back to the group or just jump on his socials, check it out, and get an idea of what's coming next. I think that's a better uh, way to do it. Yeah. It's essentially, yeah. And, and it. I will tell you, essentially, there's a really famous meme with uh, two guys grasping arms. Okay. Um, yeah, I know where you're going. Uh, you know, so that there, there's ultimate, my the ultimate bro moment. There's my yeah. That's our that's going to be our little um. That's our hint. Uh, clue. That's our that's our hint. So, all right. Thanks again, Sludge, for coming on the show two weeks ago now. So, 
as it dropped last yeah, week. Yeah, but, you know, it's last episode, so. Exactly. Know, still everyone out there, everyone in the group, first of all, thanks for being part of the group. Thanks for listening to the show. If you've listened to the show, you like it, share it with others, get people to, to listen to more of these episodes, get more interactive in the group, have a good time. If you are listening to this for the first time, get in our group if you're not there already. If you are, then cool. You're already there. You already heard all this. Thank you very much. That's right. Um, Charlie, do you want to talk a little bit about the newest incarnation of what has come in, uh, what has come out of the Give Me Back My Studios? Well, yeah, that, not everybody knows this, just some of our close personal brain trusts. Um, we've created a second group called Give Me Back My Horror Movies. Um, uh, I'm scared. Um, So as of this recording, it's only been up for a couple of days, and we are already cresting really close to 250 members. Um, It's going really good. And in doing that, we are also going to be doing an additional podcast yes it'll be and if you don't like my voice it's fine you won't hear it very often on that one so this is going to be the first spinoff if you will of this podcast it's going to be uh the familiar voice of charlie and we're going to be adding a new voice to the cast of characters it'll be nate yep nate and charlie will be doing the give me back my action movies version of horror movies yeah, so, it's called Give Me Back My Horror Movies, you know. Yeah, pretty simple. <laughs> We're not very creative sometimes when it comes to naming hey, and man, we just, stuff. we work with what we have and what uh, we know. That's right. I just, I just stay cute. Charlie just stays big. We're even. That's just what we do. I think that's backwards. No, no, you're taller than I am. I'm taller, but I'm cuter. Uh, I have the beard. You keep shaving yours off. Well, yeah. I don't want to hide this face all the time. Oh, that's what it is. Because I'm dead sexy. Nobody needs to see this face without a beard. I'll tell you that right now. I've seen that face without a beard. That is frightening. Mm. But, uh, yeah. So that's kind of what's been going on in the behind the scenes. That's not all that's going on in the behind the scenes. We're not ready to announce. No, no. Uh, there's more announcements to come. Um, but for now there will now be an additional group. Go visit Give Me Back My Horror Movies um, and be on the lookout for the next podcast. Not the next one following, but the next addition to the podcast channel will be Give Me Back My Horror Movies with Charlie and Nate. Yes, and all of you that are in the group, uh, you you will have plenty of notice. You will know what's coming. Well, everybody unlike, in the group already knows about the other group, too, because that's been Yeah, unlike, unlike Voorhees. Voorhees, you don't necessarily know he's coming until you hear the, you know, the noise, you know. Then you know he's coming. I'm just impressed you knew that because you know, you're not really I, big I, on the horror movies. I'm not a big horror fan. The fact, though, is when I was younger, I did watch more. Like, you know, I've seen Children of the Corn. I've seen a bunch of the Friday the 13th. I've seen all of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. Yeah. Um, uh, I I never I, I didn't see Jason versus Freddy. Uh, I've seen Cube. That's one I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Session 9, I put that in the group. That movie was freaky. I didn't like yeah. that movie. Well, Anthony, I mean, I liked An- it, but man. Anthony watched Jason versus Freddy. Does he? Yeah, you want to know who let him watch it? 
your wife? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember there being that many boobs in this. It's a Jason and Freddy movie. Of course there's boobs in it. Yeah. It's always so, uh, that, Sorry, uh, you know, you know, honestly, the first horror movie that I rented the VHS of, my grandfather let me rent it. <laughs> It was Slumber Party Massacre with the dude with the guitar. And the oh, man, I remember it. that cover. Yeah. 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 That's the first one I remember actually renting on VHS. Uh, I think I got that in Reanimator. I like I Reanimator. That's a good one. Well, if yeah, anyone wants to know mine, I did a post in the group that tells the story of my first horror movie experience and what that movie was. So go check out the group if you want to see that. I got to save go. some content for the show, though, you know. No, no, no. That's fantastic. That's exactly the trailer. Because you're not going to hear me as much on it. You, we will. So that was a good, I like that tease. There you go. Another teaser for people Another... that said we hate teasers and trailers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like trailers. So I, I'm not too bad. I, Just don't, I, give okay me, don't give me everything in a trailer. No, my wife hates trailers. She she yeah. hates them. I get excited and go, look, look. And she's like, ugh. All right, Charlie. Let's get into today's episode. Let's get into con air oh yeah and let's start off with the trailer he's a u.s ranger highly decorated did a little hell raising when he was a kid but nothing serious he's defending his wife Got in a drunken brawl. And he killed a guy. Could have happened to you or me. After serving the last of his sentence, Cameron Poe is taking the first plane home to his wife and daughter. Today's flight is a special one. We're populating Louisiana's Felton Penitentiary. These guys are the worst of the worst. I see a lot of celebrities among us. I see 11 primetime lives, three regents and Kathy Lee's, and a genuine 2020 interviewee. What you looking at, punk? Nothing. I was just admiring your cage. But one wrong flight. Stewardess, what's the in-flight movie today? <laughs> can ruin your whole day. What happened? We caught the plane, man! Welcome to Con Air. Jailbird 1, you are not cleared for takeoff. And nobody on this aircraft gives a flying. The issue here is how the plane is brought down. Shoot it down. There are innocent people up there. He's got a little girl to come home to. He's been waiting for this day for eight years. What are you going to do? What do you think I'm going to do? This summer, check your weapons. Take your seat. Isn't that your car? And say your prayers. From Jerry Bruckheimer, the producer of The Rock, Nicholas Cage, John Cusack, John Malkovich. Where are they going to land this thing? How do you feel about the blackjack tables? by Simon West. Thank you and have a pleasant flight. So that's the trailer. First of all, I love old the old school trailer voice yep. guy. I miss him so much. I really so, do. So good. Uh Connor, we, as you heard during that go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say we don't 
Why why did they ever get away from the the voiceover guy? In a world. Yeah. What, yeah, know, what, that, what, what part of civilization decided that we didn't need that anymore? <laughs> In a world where podcasts are made. That's we should do it like that every we that, should do like uh, we should do a teaser voiceover trailer for every episode. Um, I need I need to get someone to do a trailer voice. So we heard in that trailer directed by Simon West and I looked up Simon West's directorial credits con air in 1997, which this is one of our later movies that we've done. I think this uh, might be the latest. It might be. We have to check out blown away. Nah, blown away was pretty early. If I remember right, I think it was like 94, 93, something Something like like that. that. Well, Con Air being 97, this was his big screen directorial debut, Charlie. Before this, he did a commercial with the Budweiser Frogs. You know, the Budweiser. Who, who doesn't know the Budweiser Frogs? Uh, he did a video for Mike and the Mechanics, one member of Genesis. Nice. And he did the video, Never Gonna Give You Up, by one Mr. Rick Astley. Oh, now, man. I know you think I was going to play the song. You thought I was going to play the song, but I didn't. No. Uh, after this, though, he also directed The Mechanic. That's a good one. And The Expendables 2. Also a good one. That was the one with Van Damme. Yeah, so not bad. Uh, this movie was written by Scott Rosenberg. Now, Rosenberg's credits include um, he, was a, he did a screenplay one episode for uh, Tales from the Crypt. I love Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> love that dude. That was actually really good. Thank you, man. I see, I watched Tales from the Crypt too. So there are select horror movies I did watch. Okay. I didn't. I, I don't. I'll I'll get you a badge. I, it's. That's I what I you didn't. Want. No, no. I just I didn't like the real like gory, bloody stuff that came out later on. I liked a little bit more of the slashers. Um, it either had to be campy. Or it had to be psychological for me to like it, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he Okay, so anyway, uh, Rosenberg, he also written, uh, uh, written uh, uh, wrote, wrote Con Air. There you go. Well, it says written here, but I'm look, reading this. So that's what messed me up. Wow. Anyway, he wrote Con Air. He did the screenplay for High Fidelity, so that's another Cusack tie-in. Mm. And he did the screenplay for Gone in 60 Seconds, so it gives us another Nicolas Cage tie-in. I like that By the uh, By the way, Gone in 60 Seconds is my favorite uh, Fast and Furious movie. You're not wrong. No. Uh, uh, Low Rider, Low Rider, Jimmy. Oh, thank you. Um, that was my Nicholas Cage. It was all about family, too. Yeah, it was. Hey. The uh, not everything he wrote was winners, though. He did Kangaroo. He, uh, he was the screenplay for uh, Kangaroo Jack in 2003. Can't fault a man for everything. Yeah. Hey, man, he, he, he cashed a check. Uh, he did the screenplay for Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, which is a favorite of my youngest son. Okay. Jumanji, uh, The Next Level. But in 2018, he was a screen, he did the screenplay and the uh, screen story, whatever the hell the difference is, mm. for Venom. Nice. So, there you go. Well, you've, you've left one out that I wanted to be, be brought up. Oh, go ahead and hit it then, man. Well, he did uh, Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. Oh, that's yes, 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 yes. That he and did that before Conair. He course. did that before Conair, and I bring that one up because a dear friend of mine and uh buddy of mine, Stevens, Michael Nicolosi, most people would know him as the voice of the clown from the animated spawn series on HBO. Yes. Yep. Um, who is unfortunately not with us anymore. Um, uh, 
he passed away suddenly. But uh, a fa- an excellent movie. I recommend everyone to go check it out. Um, has Andy Garcia. Uh, yes, yeah. fantastic cast. But uh, if you haven't seen Things to Do in Denver when you're dead, go check it out. Check that one out. So, Con Air get to do the quick synopses uh, for those of you who have not seen it uh, follows uh, Cameron Poe played by Nicholas Cage as he's a decorated army ranger trying to get home to his wife in Alabama so you get to hear a really bad uh, Alabama southern is it though? Louisiana Creole uh, is uh, it bad I mean think uh, ba- well it, it, it's still Nicholas Cage with just a little bit of a southern twang Okay, that doesn't make it bad. I mean, it's she's, she's my hummingbird. It's not what we're used to from Cage. I mean, the man actually spent some time in Alabama to kind of work on it. But I mean, yeah, it's not awful. It, it's not once you get the character going. You know, when you're watching it, it it fits him. I, I don't hate the accent in this. I really, I think don't. I think I just don't like the accent. Anyway, you uh, just hate gets- Alabama, don't you, sir? <laughs> yeah, I just don't like that. <laughs> I've been to Alabama. I don't like it. Um, so if you listen to my other show, you know, I don't like, I don't like Florida. Either. Please, please don't so, uh, ostracize any States on this uh, show. We need I every list. We need every enough. listener we can get. <laughs> I do enough on my other one. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, he comes home from the mil- his distinguished military service as a ranger ends up getting into a bar fight to defend his wife, kills a guy, goes to prison for eight years. Now he's on his way back home and he's hitching a ride on jailbird one a plane that is run by the U.S. Marshal Service while they transport some of the nastiest and vilest criminals to a new uh, maximum security prison for population. Along the way, the plane is taken over by one Cyrus the Virus Grissom, and uh, he, he has to save the day and, and also save his friend, um, Baby O. Uh, Baby O. Yep. Baby O, because he's diabetic, he didn't get a shot. He's and he's dying essentially from it. And because he's a ranger, he won't leave a man behind. So uh that's basically the gist, quick gist of the movie. If you haven't good. seen yeah. It, it, yeah. If you haven't seen it, turn this turn us off, go watch it, come back. Now, Charlie and I, we did discuss letting you guys know ahead of time what movie we're doing. So I would not be surprised if something drops on the group as of the recording night that we do this. Yeah. So we record on Thursdays. So I'm starting to think I'm probably going to start dropping like on the weekends to let people know. Um, I would say, you know, won't you, won't you drop it Thursday night that way? If they want to watch it like Friday night or Saturday or Sunday or whatever, they've got that weekend. Cause I'm recording. And when we're done recording you tool bag, how many, how many times have we not recorded on Thursday though? All right, good point. Yep, I got you. So, no, well, just you let me do me. Do you, you want the social? You want whatever. you want the social media job? No, I. I, I don't think I didn't think so. I barely went to recording jobs sometimes. So uh, that is the plot synopsis of. But in in fairness, I barely want most of my jobs. Uh, yeah, that is <laughs> that is the synopsis of this. Uh, go watch it, then come back to us. That's fine. We don't mind. Uh, it's a good flick released June 6, 1997. Uh, so I'm blown, blown away was 94, by the way. So, oh, this is, this is our latest, uh, movie. This is also, uh, dropped the same year as face off. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like the year. the year of Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And right before this, you had The Rock. The Rock was 96. Yeah. So this so, was that little hot streak of Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage. He could do it wrong. I liked this one better than The Rock. I, I do too. Now, yeah. this will come into more into the ranking later. Sure. But you said we kind of pulled this out of thin air earlier in the show. That's not 100% true. Someone put up a poll of what are your three favorite movies from the 90s? And yeah, that's true. You're right. I, I put Con Air, Demolition Man, Soldier. Dan, I know, doesn't go through and read the comments. He went in and he put in Con Air, Demolition Man, and for some god awful reason, put Backdraft. The um, action blockbuster that the, is. The action uh, blockbuster that is yeah. Backdraft. Uh, but we no, both I, picked Con Air, and I was like. <laughs> I was like, man, I think we should just go ahead and do a Nick Cage right now. You're right. I didn't see your comment before, but then after you said something, I went, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, there's a reason, there's a reason we're co-hosts. We, we know what we like. Yeah. Um, this movie 100, I'm sorry. It was one hour, 55 minutes and the budget estimated as we do 75 million. The decent budget. Yeah, yeah. The opening weekend was only twenty four million, a little over twenty four million, but it did gross one hundred one million one seventeen five seventy three in the U.S. and Canada, with a gross worldwide of just a shade under two hundred and twenty five million dollars. So it made its money for Bruckheimer and it, them. It did good. It, it did what and you expected a R rated action movie to do. By the way, this movie was distributed by. Any ideas? We were talking about this the other day, and I couldn't figure it out, so I'm guessing you looked it up. Touchstone. Touchstone did it, huh? Now, if I'm not mistaken, was not was Touchstone not an affiliate of Disney? Disney bought a lot of properties back in the 90s for some reason. I don't so know that, if Touchstone is owned by them or if they were at some point. I think they were, which would make Sally Can't Dance a Disney Princess. Well, let's give the listeners kind of <laughs> what happened. So when we pick these movies... We go through and see where they're streaming first, obviously. You know, is it on HBO? Is it on Netflix? Right. At I the time go- of this recording, it wasn't. it's not on anything. It, it, no, AMC has it right now. Not the yeah. theater, but the channel. Um, but when I first Googled it, it came up on Disney Plus for some freaking reason. Yeah. And I, I, I clicked on it. It goes to the Disney page, says Con Air, and then goes to have you sign in. Once yeah. you sign in, because I you know, obviously I have it because of the kids, it's nowhere to be found. So there's just some weird thing where I'm betting any movie you look up is going to say it's on Disney Plus, right. and they're going to try and get you to sign up for it. But I was like, is right. this owned by Fox or Disney or some kind of thing that they 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 own it now? I was like, that that would be weird. I want to say Touchstone was like they did like Splash and stuff like that. I want to say is what it is. Yeah, back so, when Michael Eisner uh, was in charge of Disney. But there there was a there was a point to all of this, uh, and it was that we thought, for a second we thought this was a, a Disney owned thing. Although you know Cameron had the longer of the hair than Sally can't dance. <laughs> that's, that's so that's true. You know. Uh, so this movie, in my opinion, the real shining gem, the jewel. Of this movie, what I love about this movie is the. You all right there? You I'm good. I'm good. good. The, the the jewel of this movie, the reason I love it so much, is not Nicolas Cage or John Cusack. Which, who would have ever thought John Cusack was going to be an action hero? Which, well, 
he did okay in this. He, he held his did, own a little bit for what he, he did. did. Fair, he did fair. For, he doesn't. For, he he doesn't like this movie for some reason, which well, I think for, he did for, really good. For what his character was, he did fine. He didn't have to be an action hero, quote unquote, but he did fine. Yeah. yeah. This movie to me is the Rogues Gallery. Is what made oh. this movie what it is. You also had a couple guards on there: guard Faison and guard uh, Sally Bishop. Yeah, Bishop is pretty integral to the story and uh bishop was played by uh rachel uh is it takotin i believe is how you pronounce her last name yeah you may know her from uh falling down and total recall yeah she is the athletic latina woman that stole or uh, not stallone there i go uh, again schwarzenegger. schwarzenegger gets involved mm-hmm. with on mars i was actually going to bring that up because i didn't know if you looked that up because yeah. uh I was like, oh, I think it's, her name was Maria or something like that in the movie. Uh, if you give me a second, I'll look it up for you. Um, but yeah, she was she was the opposite of Sharon Stone on Total Recall. Yeah, she was uh, Melina. Melina. Melina, that's it. Yes. I was close. She also was in an episode of um, Tales from the Crypt. There's that Tales of the Crypt tie-in again. She played the police officer Maria in the Gargoyles TV series, so there's a Disney tie-in. She gets... Was it she got shot in that one is one of the episodes yep. that they don't show again? And that's it, why... Yeah, and that's kind of one of the reasons why the Gargoyles detest firearms as much as they did. But yeah, she yeah. got shot in that, and they won't show it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it aired um, one time, and they won't yeah, re-show yeah. it. It's not even on Disney Plus right now. No. Uh, she was in some deleted scenes of natural born killers, FX two, uh, like I said, total recall and a bunch of other stuff. So she, you would see her in a bunch of things if you saw, um, saw this and recognize her, that's why. Yeah. And of course we're going to talk about Nicholas Cage and John Cusack. But again, like I said, I think it's the rogues gallery. Not only are the names fantastic of the, the characters, and we're just hit the, like some of the main ones, but yeah, yeah, we the actors there, but... that they got to play these. So, um, the main bad guy, the brains of the outfit, John Malkovich plays Cyrus, the virus Grissom, Charlie, dude, hit me, hit me with some virus. What you want me to say his lines for him or no, something? No, 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 nobody... no, just, dude, just give me, uh, what do you feel about the, the virus? How do you feel about the virus? This is probably like we talk about. This is like a top 10 villain for me. Mm-hmm. John mm-hmm. Malkovich owns this character. He's you can, you feel he's calculated. He is always in control during the entire movie. And you got to think to stand above all the other characters. And I know we're going to talk about them, but when you have people like Ving Rhames and yeah. Danny yeah. Trejo, Steve Buscemi, all Dave Chappelle to yeah. be the guy that yeah. is just yeah. above them heads above them was phenomenal. I mean, and you know, when I watched this, this was 97. So I hadn't probably seen a lot of John Malkovich movies. I know he did a lot of more being John Malkovich is still my favorite Malkovich movie. It is. I've gone back and watched some of his movies. He's a fan, I, He's an amazing actor. When yeah. I watched this the first time though, I'm pretty sure this may have been my first introduction of sure. that, of him directly. I'm sure I'd seen something. Sure, sure. Uh, but it stuck with me forever. Um, and the funny thing, I mean, well, since we're talking about now, when I fir- what I first watched this on was not VHS, 
was not in a movie theater. I watched this in the drive-in. Oh, that'd have been awesome, actually, in the drive-in. We saw the trailer for this. Obviously, wait, wait, everyone... wait. I know your hometown. Where was the drive-in at down there? Right there in Bristol. The um... Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can't... All right. Can't remember the name. Moonlight. The Moonlight. 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 Yep. Um, right across this, the game store. Yeah. So, no, the other one, the one that was on Lee Highway. You're talking oh, about the one okay. by the racetrack. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. No, this okay. is the one on the other side that that went down. But uh, this was one I didn't really go to drive-ins a whole lot. We saw the trailer for this, and Dad's like, "I want to go see this, but I don't want to see it on that tiny theater screen that the mall had." So we actually went and watched this at the drive-in. And what else, what else was playing? Do you remember? I don't. I know, I know we just stayed for that one. Um, really? Yeah. It well, it was almost two hours long too. And if man, I remember I right, drive-ins, man, drive-ins. Are I do. Great. You, you'd spend like eight bucks a person and go and watch like six hours of movies, and you could have chickens and JoJo's, and it was great. And you always have food hidden in your car. You know, well, it's yeah, like, chicken and JoJo's, baby. You brought those with you. You, you had all of that. <laughs> And what kills me is now is like cars have so much better surround sound systems and Bluetooth yeah. that yeah. you don't need the chintzy little speakers we used to have hanging on the door. Well, the other could, thing I'd be worried about though is leaving your car speaker on the whole time and your battery running down. <laughs> I'd be okay. It's only two hours. You'll be fine. <laughs> you got to risk uh, it for the biscuit, sir. I guess so. Yeah. But I digress. Uh, so that, that my first experience with Con Air was on the drive-in that it was well uh, let's talk real quick about and and this kind of works with the sound drop i have cyrus uh, and johnny 23 played by danny trejo you mentioned danny Danny trejo yeah we love danny trejo here on the show he is uh he's like up along alleyong for us i mean i'm sure he will be featured in one of the give me back my horror movies uh films oh guaranteed Guaranteed. You know the one I'm talking about. Exactly one of the ones I do like. Yeah. 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 Um he's also probably considered the hardest working man in Hollywood. The, oh yes. Always sure. doing something. For sure. So uh Danny Trejo plays Johnny twenty three and um this movie deals with hardened criminals. So as we speak about this, please be aware that that's the situation. But Johnny Trejo uh, or, or Danny Trejo, Johnny twenty three is a serial rapist. Malkovich, his character has a particular uh, disdain uh, disdain for them. Anyway, I despise rapists. For me, you're somewhere between a cockroach and that white stuff that accumulates at the corner of your mouth when you're really thirsty. But in your case, I'll make an exception. You know, I, I absolutely love Malkovich's dialogue. His, his delivery. delivery. His delivery. Oh. Like that tone is almost what he continues all the way through. Even when he like has to speak louder, it's yeah. still in that kind of tone until the end when things start going apeshit. Right, right. It's almost like, okay, so, um, and this is a real Easter eggy tie-in type of thing. But for those of you who have seen pro wrestling and a pro wrestling fan, Jake the Snake Roberts would deliver his promos that way, real kind of quiet and deliberate and mm-hmm. paced. And the reason they, they asked him why, instead of screaming like others was, is he goes, because if you're quiet, people have to lean in and pay attention to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. 
Malkovich kind of does the same thing. He he does. And there's another little like thing going through this movie that we'll talk, you know, John Cusack does it. John Cusack uses more words, not your normal definitions. Like they, they call him the walking yeah. thesaurus later. Right. Right. right Malkovich yeah. does that too. He, he has a dialogue that is not your normal no, bad he is guy, a- felon. Um, he's very educated and very well, well Spoken. thought on what he's going to say. Yeah. 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 Uh, also, by the way, it's storming where I'm at. So if you hear a stray thunderstorm, awesome. sorry about that. It's dark where uh, I am. So we'll just pretend it's storm. Well, it's dark here too. Uh, so <laughs> we're in the same time zone. <laughs> we're in the same time zone. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So that's two of the, the, the crew. Uh, I'm going to talk about, we talked about Sally can't dance for a second. Um, and that was played by Rinoli Santiago. If yeah. you get a chance to check him out. Uh, one of the other ones is a younger Dave Chappelle playing pinball Parker. And, and a lot of his lines were improv because it, well, it's Dave Chappelle. And uh, uh, you know, how, how do you write for Dave Chappelle? You, you just got to let know. him do his thing. Let him do it. So as everyone's getting on the plane and getting ready, they're getting checked by the security, the guards and such. And, and one of them, we talked about guard Faison, who's on this, he's talking to Chappelle, this line, we try to be pretty good here with language, but there's a little bit in this one. So just be aware. Oh man, it smells like so much shit in your mouth. Told me you loved me. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you pulled that drop. (laughs) and Chappelle man I I love Uh, some of the other Chappelle stuff is really offensive dude so I yeah there there's a lot on that as far as offensiveness in this yeah so some of this I didn't I didn't put in there um you know you've also got MC Ganey as Swamp Thing and Swamp Thing you heard in the trailer saying no one on this aircraft gives a flying and then they edited it because there's another uh, alliterative term that he uses. Oh, well-placed F-bomb. I mean, if it's going to fit, it fit there. It really did. And MC game, uh, Swamp Thing is a is the pilot that they end up getting to fly the plane a little bit. And yeah. he is he, he lives up to the name Swamp Thing. MC Ganey, if it's a name that you kind of recognize, two of the big things are, you know, Club Dread, which we played some club dread earlier and, and before we we did the show yeah uh con air of course swamp thing dukes of hazard he was roscoe p coltrane um which i always thought was kind of funny that he played roscoe mm-hmm. you know uh by the way i i did like that um i liked the remake myself the movie it was funny it had it i thought it was fine points. yeah i thought it was fine um he was in happy texas he was in ringmaster the jerry springer movie um, he was in the fan. He was in, uh, a bunch of stuff, a bunch of TV things too. Like one little episode here, one little episode there, yeah. stuff like that as well. Um, I mean, he was in an episode of the fresh Prince. He was on the mighty ducks, all kinds of, of kind of silly things. But if you see him, you, you know, if that name sounds familiar, that's why, uh, one of the I other, he was in, uh, Django unchained, but I'm not seeing it. MCJ, uh, you've, I'm with you. I kind of feel like he would be, would have been in. He was too, the but... one that had, he looked like the one that had the, uh, Bible pages stapled to him and he was doing mm. the whipping. 
Yeah, the, the yeah, first yeah. Uh, brothers that they went to yeah, go hunt. That they go do see, but yeah, yeah, I guess not. Huh. There he is. He was Jig Big John Brittle, 2012. Yeah. I didn't yeah. go down see? far enough. Yeah, uh, yeah. See, so yeah, You're right. Uh, where, I know. Oh, I said it. I know. The some of the other ones on there is William Billy Bedlam Bedford. And Nathan Diamond Dog Jones, played by one Mr. Ving Rames. Ving Rames, and, man. Uh, Charlie, tell one where they know Ving Rames from. Man, that's Marcellus Wallace, sir. That's right. And Marcellus Wallace don't like being by anyone but Mrs. Yeah. Wallace. <laughs> Does he look like a bitch? We'll do that one. How can we do that one? Yeah. Are we cool? No. no. We're pretty far from we, being cool. We, we, <laughs> Man, uh, I watch that movie again. That movie was I so know. good. I think those are the only lines that two Ooh. white guys can repeat. So Ooh, we're gonna stop nice. there. <laughs> That's a good movie. Uh, you've got Pulp a guy fiction, named. If you don't know that, yeah. Pulp Fiction. Yes, uh, Francisco is in there. Uh, he's a um, uh, Latin American drug runner. He is. In yeah, there. he's kind of like the. He's in the he's story. The whole, but, he's like eh. the whole reason that the the planes being took over. There, he hired Cyrus to break him out yeah. for money and a trip to a non-extradition country so they can drink, you know, Mai Tais and have dirty naked freaks dancing all over the place. Dirty naked freaks. I'm going to have to find that and put that in a post. I was about to say, yeah, you might have Nick to Rand. add that one. There you go. I'm going to have to do that. Yep. Uh, so he's in here, but I think my favorite besides cyrus yeah. this has to be garland green dude played by steve buscemi i he, probably have more drops of him <laughs> than anyone from the the show um all right I, I, let me play one of the drops play where, one where and then i want to talk a little bit yeah. where am i at where am i at here where am i at here okay he they, they land the plane at one time he gets off and ends up talking to this little girl in a trailer park are you sick? Why do you ask? You look sick. I am sick. You take medicine? There is no medicine for what I have. Dude, he is a multi-state serial killer. Yeah. He is the most sick-in-the-head individual. At one time, they discussed that he drove through three states wearing a girl's head as a hat. He is the most feared person on the plane. Yeah. Everyone. I mean, Cyrus doesn't show it as much as like Diamond Dog does, but Cyrus respects. I mean, he even goes, I love your work. I love your Um, work, yeah. But you can tell, like, everyone's freaking out because he was a late addition, so he wasn't on the list to be put on, and everyone's freaking out that he's on there. And it's great, too, because Steve Buscemi, his build, they get him off the truck, they got, like, distance poles locked into a a waist harness, and his face has got the the silence silence of the the lambs. Uh, whole thing going and, and it's great because and cyrus asks him when they take over the plane he goes if i let you out will you play nice and he lets him out and while all this other stuff's going on there's gunplay and violence and fighting and punching and shooting and all this other stuff he just sits in the plane yeah he just sits there the whole time he he doesn't get involved with anything oh, else he so just good. 
I wish he had done some horror movies as a similar character. Oh, yeah. He plays up the psychotic nature real well. He is terrifying in this. Yeah. And yeah. his, uh, you know, we talked about, like, how v- Cyrus has this, like, very deliberate delivery of lines. Garland just has this monotone talk, you know, very direct. And he's half the time not looking at you when he's talking. Correct. He's looking off forward most of the time. He barely leans his head. And it's hilarious that the back and forth between him and Cameron Poe, him and Nicolas Cage in this, because Nicolas Cage, while he knows who he is, is also like, of, you know, of course, Garland Green's on this plane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, What else could there be? (laughs) He goes to a whole line or whatever, and it's real sick stuff. And then uh, Nicholas looks and goes, hi, Garland. And that's like the only, that's what he says to him. That's that's his only thing. Well, he says and that, and then whenever Garland starts talking about the girl on his head, he goes, "Yeah, it's my daughter's birthday." So basically, like, yeah. can we not right now? It's, it's, <laughs> the interaction is is so good. So uh, I'll play two clips here for Garland real quick. One is going to be um, Cameron and his buddy Baby O talking uh, about Garland, and then right after that, I will hit you with some Garland after they take over the plane. What's wrong with him? My first thought would be a lot. Define irony. Bunch of idiots dancing on a plane to a song made famous by a band that died in a plane crash. <laughs> and that that's him. He is observing. And I guess, you know, that kind of plays well into the whole serial killer psychopath. They're, they're people yeah. watchers. They, they observe everything yeah. and make, uh, you know, he's, he's just spitting out the observations to Cameron because he's sitting across the aisle from and that's the thing he is in the aisle seat on the other side of cameron in the aisle seat next to baby o who's dying because he didn't get his insulin shot and i want to talk about baby o in a yeah, second yeah once we get yeah, 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 yeah please yeah um but why did we not get more Busey as or not Busey, yeah, but Simi. Busey admitted. I got Busey in this episode too. Hey, um, everybody, I'm I'm on the plane too. I would have loved a serial killer psychopath movie with Steve Buscemi. I mean, uh, you know what, Charlie? You need to watch Boardwalk Empire. I probably do. Yeah. Oh, it is it, period piece, obviously, but Buscemi. Yeah amazing on hbo max if anyone has a chance hbo max boardwalk empire amazing if you and like I, I like steve buscemi and everything he's done don't get me wrong and i mean he's armageddon, he oh, armageddon. So oh, i love armageddon. him in armageddon but i mean even the silliness he would do like in the the happy gilmore you know movie the happy madison productions you know it looks good to me he's the, he's the meme that the eyeballs are going everywhere so if you don't know yeah, who Steve yeah. Buscemi is, you've probably shared him on Facebook. And he's also a former New York City firefighter. He is and went to the uh, yes. site after 9-11 to help search for wounded and bodies and, and, and stuff and, like yeah, that. Yeah, Buscemi, um, so, uh, solid, solid dude. Solid, solid guy. Can't say enough about him. Um, right, go ahead and hit me with some Baby O stuff there. I'm going to hit you with Mc, Mc, McKelty Williamson. 90% of people know him as Bubba. Bubba Gump Shrimp. Um, but this one... So, sorry, I was opening a, a beverage. No, you're fine. 
I had to mute myself while I opened the beverage. Yeah, but it was not so much his character, because him and Cameron are cellmates. They've all obviously formed a friendship. Um, Cameron is on parole, and he's hitching a ride on this plane, too. I don't know if we said that, but he's just hitching a ride. Um, yeah, yeah, he's done. The rest of this plane has got, like, lifers on there, basically. Right, so that, yeah. that that's going to bring up my point. They specifically say they're using these people to fill up a brand new maximum security prison for the worst of the worst, the bad of the bad. Baby O's one of the worst and the worst, the bad of the bad. Yeah. Because he wasn't being transferred to Carson city because he wasn't on the list. He was going to the maximum badass security prison. Yeah. But it seemed like he was that kind of guy that, that did some real heinous, you know, shit <laughs> he did something real heinous yeah. but during his time in there discovered you know you know what he had done and poe had you know talking to him realized that he had changed who he was and all this other nonsense so all this other stuff so he was able to it was almost a redemption story i, I can i can to, see to that and such. But yeah. they don't even go into that to even give him no. that redemption story no, they I wish gla- I wish it would have. Yeah, they glaze over the fact that he's even on this plane to its final destination. I I get it's the plot device that keeps Cameron on the plane. Obviously, all, all destinations are final. I've seen that movie, and I still won't drive behind a log truck. Um, <laughs> but it watching it last night. I am I'm you know again I've seen these movies so many times, but when I watch them for this for the podcast. I feel like I kind of listen to it a little bit more and I try to read other things into it. And I was sure. like, man, he was technically considered the worst of the worst, even though they don't even talk about him when they're kind of going through the roster, when they're talking about who's going on the plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, some guys ended up in solitary cells like Cyrus and diamond dog and uh, Billy and all them other yeah, guys were just, I guess he could have just been a regular criminal that happened to be transferring to that prison because they gotta have some regular. They gotta. They gotta have some randos in there too. They can't just have all the. I I the guess. Hitters, I mean, but, you're talking that they. It's a maximum security. Yeah. That yeah. has to be. You had to have done something pretty bad to get transferred to the right. new one. Right. So, but that that's my whole. I mean, he plays it great. He's damn near dying ninety percent of the movie. Um, he has a little bit of a hero moment when he tries to help guard Bishop whenever. Uh, Danny Trejo tries to get a well, hold of her. Do you think maybe it had something to do with stealing money from Bubba Gum Shrimp? No, I don't think it had anything to do with that. Shrimp Did he steal money from her? Shrimp sandwich, he shrimp steal. salad. I think that's about it. Bubba. Didn't he die in the horse gump? Because yeah, he, di- he died in uh, Vietnam. That's why when Forrest became the that's big right. triple champ, that he, he took named his- it for that. Yeah. Yeah, and he because he he made a deal with Bubba, he took half the check. It's to, been forever to Bubba's family, yeah, and they I were remember. just like they were like, "What the hell?" I got you. Um, yeah, a while since I watched that great movie too. But you know what they should have done to help Bubba, or not Bubba, <laughs> hell, Baby O. You know what they should have done to help Baby O? <laughs> Some shrimp. Medic! <laughs> it's back. Medic. You're just waiting for that. I just wanted to play that. All uh, right, folks. So that, that's that's through our rogues gallery. This movie yeah, is yeah. great because of the cast that's in it. It's yeah, it's it's such good. 
casting with this movie. When we come back, we will talk a little bit more about the uh, the main cast, the tertiary heroes and such, and uh, get into all the uh, bits that you guys know that you're going to hear. Stick around. <laughs> Welcome to the Monster Movie Stomp Down, where twice a month we review monster movies from all corners of the planet. Join me, Sludge. And I was, went to watch it the other night, and she's like, why are you watching this? You can quote this movie line for line. Like, that's very accurate. My co-host, Mark. Don't ask me to, to do a stomp down on this, because it's zero. <laughs> okay, dude. Ruben, <laughs> what's your stomp down rate? And our brother from Texas, Ruben. It, it, it's just, I'm like, wait a minute, they tricked me into watching this. <laughs> yeah, that's what I felt like. As we give you the history, our review, and the stomp-down rating of some of the best and worst monster movies around. Available through the Podbean app, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Amazon. Make sure and check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Just how drunk are we gonna get? Welcome to Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, where each month, we drink finely crafted brews while watching terrible films in order to see just how drunk you have to get to enjoy them. So tune in and join Troy. Killboy Kreitz. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Dave. I have the weirdest boner. And Pete. IPAs are ales, meaning they are bottom fermented. Excuse me, they are top fermented. I f- that up. <laughs> Try that again. As we drag Kathleen. Hear me. Kicking and screaming through an alcohol-fueled podcast dedicated to movies of questionable quality and the frosty adult beverages that help make them tolerable. Good beer, bad movie night. Clearly, it's the beer's fault. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his times in the territories with PG-13 to his times in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major podcast formats. Alright everyone, welcome back to give me back my action movies oh baby oh what are we going to do about you baby <laughs> so charlie we've talked about the rogues gallery we've talked a little bit about the main uh heroes nicholas cage and john cusack's characters but let's talk about a tertiary hero character and that's agent duncan malloy <laughs> played by chief o'brien himself are we gonna have this argument again or can we finally put this to bed what, which, what, what are, I don't know. Somehow we keep arguing about Cole Meany that I I say he's more well-known for Star Trek The Next Generation, and you think he's more well-known for Deep Space Nine. Uh, okay, okay. And he me... is a credited character in the opening credits of Star Trek Next Generation. Oh, yeah. He's in the pilot. He's in uh, he's in uh, Encounter at Farpoint. But, I mean, he's named. He's transporter chief. Yeah. yeah. He, he has a name in there. So it's not like he was just an additional character added. He has been important. And we are doing it again. <laughs> but he's the he is the transporter chief <laughs> in Encounter at Farpoint. Yes. Yes. Okay. So in Star Trek DS Nine, he was in as a main character 
for 173 episodes between the years of 1993 and 1997. Okay. During Next Generation, he was in 52 episodes, and that was between the years of 87 and 94. He was Chief Miles O'Brien, he was Transporter Chief, and he was also a security guard. Yeah. So... He was in more episodes of DS9. That's fine. I still say he's more known for Next Generation. He was also in Under Siege. Yes, he was. Which he we was did. Far, he was in Far and Away. I don't know if I he was far. in. He was in The Last of the Mohicans. Yep. He was in an episode of MacGyver. Yes, he was. He was also in Die Hard 2. That's right. He was. He was a pilot. Mm-hmm. And probably my personal favorite of all of them. Well, I don't know, man. I'm looking at some of these other ones. Anyway, he was in Dick Tracy. He was a cop at Test True Hearts Home. Don't remember that. I mean, I've, I've seen Dick Tracy, but I don't remember him in that. Love Dick Tracy. Uh, he was in, let's see here. Kenny Rogers has the Gambler Part 3, The Legend Continues. Part 3? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, well, you got to make a paycheck, man. I guess. Uh, Deep Space Nine check must not have been very big, sir. Well, that Kenny Rogers was in 87, man. It was way before. Uh, Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, He was in an episode from Tales from the Dark Side. The value brand Tales from the Crypt. Uh, Yes. Yes. He was in an episode of Moonlighting with Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis again, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see some of the other, and then uh, he did some things, obviously, back in Ireland, the UK, and stuff uh, yeah. as well. Uh, he was in Gargoyles. It was an episode of the Gar- of Gargoyles. Uh, he did a bunch of stuff. Anyway, uh, Cole Meany, um, uh, he plays Agent Duncan Malloy. Like I said, he is okay. So whereas Cusack is more of the intellectual college educated type of agent colmini is the let's shoot him in the face and deal with it later type of agent yeah because he's dea and you know dea don't listen to anybody's rules but dea's rules exactly uh and because of dea being on this plane to try to sniff out uh francisco uh he broke the rules and had his agent armed yeah that's how they got the first gun he stuck a gun in his sock. Right. And it's not the first gun. They actually get the first gun from the pilot because. Oh, that's right. He had one of the lockboxes. Uh, the, 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 uh, they right, opened up here. the lockbox, and Cyrus gets up there because as things are calming down and they're unlocking everyone, pinball's unlocking the agent's shackles. Yep. And then as soon as he gets around the leg, he grabs and uses pinball as a human shield, which. <laughs> we don't want to get in that line. No, Cyrus, no, we're not going to do the line, but Cyrus was like, I really don't care that you're hiding behind him. Yeah, he, he basically called him a crackhead. But I'm, I'm, I just wanted to point out one little thing, and I don't know if yeah. you saw this. Yeah, but, go, uh, ahead. go ahead. The reason I bring up the joke of the Star Trek thing is the character, Agent Duncan Malloy, is driving a uh, 1967 Corvette convertible. The tag says as kicker on it. Yeah. it you know, it. it it sets a precedence for this character, and the car right. becomes part of the movie later. The keychain, yes, is a communicator. Did you see yes. that? 
I did. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I always yeah. thought that was so so funny. That is this this tiny little gold community, and you only see it at the end when Cusack hands him the key back after the car gets destroyed. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I know a good body shop in Fresno. Friend <laughs> Fresno. Uh, Cameron Poe's wife and kid. He's trying to get back to it. She gets pregnant. Uh, uh, I guess the night he get comes home. I don't know how she got pregnant between the fight and the well, at home, the fight. And I don't, I don't he, know. But, she was pregnant when he showed up at the bar because he just got discharged. My guess is he probably had leave, leave. at some point before that yeah. because they knew it was a girl and. So it would have had to had like an ultrasound or something, something like because he right. was talking to her because he said she's going to be the next Miss Alabama. So that's what right. I took it as because right. we see the discharge ceremony of right. him being discharged from the Rangers. Um, so yeah, she was pregnant a little bit before that, but he gets sent to prison before the baby is born. Right, right, right. Yeah. So uh, Trisha, the wife, played by Monica Potter, now. Honestly, I always thought it was like J- Jennifer Jason Lee. That's who I thought it was. Oh no, time. Monica Potter has a different look to her altogether. It's yeah, I always got it wrong. I don't know, but she's um, she's been she was known to be in things like Bulletproof, uh, Con Air. She was in um, Patch Adams and Saw, which I think is probably where you would know her from. You know, I uh, know I've seen. It's been a while since I watched the first saw so i'm wondering because that one was almost completely filmed in the room with carrie Mm -hmm. she might have been the wife his wife or something like in some of the flashbacks um okay because that was what that movie was kind of known for was like it was almost completely filmed in that little area yeah right right right. but uh that's really the only other thing i could because it's a named character it says right Yeah, yeah um yeah, no, I I think she played the role well. It's, it wasn't a large part. No. Um, she was the butterfly. That's a, she's my butterfly. Yeah. So, and then the daughter Casey Poe, played by Landry Albright, uh, that was her first role in '97. Was Con Air? Yeah, I believe it. She, she went on to play uh, characters in the TV show Malcolm in the Middle, Spin City, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, uh, Seventh Heaven. Uh, I don't know a bunch of other stuff here. TV series it looks like uh, SWAT, yeah. Star Trek Picard. There you go. There's a Star. Oh, Trek there you record. go. Yeah, a lot, a lot of television shows. There's a tie-in. So that you know that in a nutshell is is Con Air's the the technical the nuts and bolts side of it. That's the ca- characters. That's the actors. Nick Cage. Obviously. Yeah, we're saving him for last, aren't we? You know Nick Cage, folks. You are. Oh. Hey, hey. We need to talk about Nick Cage. Do we need to talk about Nick Cage? I think we do need to talk about Nick. You know why Nick we need Cage. to talk about Nick Cage? Because Nick Cage is still relevant right now. We need to talk about Nick Cage. He is still putting out movies. He is still working, collecting a paycheck. Yes. And yes. I've I'm I am behind on a lot of his newer stuff that is quite frankly batshit crazy okay so the last two things that you saw nick cage was in was willie's wonderland i haven't seen that yet you haven't seen that okay he's in that's one of them i need to see 
I bought Mandy and I haven't watched it yet. No, not your wife, Mandy. <laughs> the movie Mandy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he was in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. He was Spider-Noir. Yeah. He was the voice of Spider-Noir. So those are the probably the latest things that I'm uh, aware of him being in. Um, but obviously Nick Cage, I mean, give me 20 minutes. Let me go back to the beginning here. Uh, yeah, the man's you know, got a pretty good filmography. And I mean, again, <laughs> we said this is, this is the highlight of Nick Cage's career when oh, we yeah. had movies like The Rock, Con Air, Face Off, Snake Eyes, 8mm. I'm not reading IMDb. I just know these things. Um, <laughs> Gone in 60 Seconds, which I thought was earlier, actually wasn't until 2000. Um, the City of Angels, Leaving so, Las Vegas, yep. Kiss he, of Death. He was in it. He was, this is also the time of the ill-fated reboot of Superman. And if you haven't seen the Nick Cage pictures in the test suit. I would have loved that because it would have been, like, been like, hey, Lex Luthor. <laughs> he had the Cameron Poe hair. Yes. It was the long yeah. hair version of Superman from the nineties. And yeah. there's pictures online and it's, it is straight up comic book wearing your underwear on the outside of your uniform. Very yeah, Superman. Well, let's, the, let's first of all, he, he's a Coppola. Yeah. Nick Cage is a Coppola. Mm-hmm. He is Hollywood royalty. First of all, you know, but you know, he started off his first big screen movie in 82 was fast times at Ridgemont high mm-hmm. bit part in there, but fast. Uh, I mean, uh, historic movie, Rumblefish, cotton club, uh, uh, Pace, who got married raising Arizona, which still That's, hand to the, the sky for raising Arizona. That me. one is probably his most known for those that don't watch him in the, you know, like the action of the horror movies, sure, raising sure. Arizona. Um, I remember him from, um, and I'm the, the name of the movie is escaping me, but he did a vampire movie, vampires kiss and vampires kiss. That, is that was a- right after moonstruck. I get that one confused with Jim Carrey when he did first bite first bitten first bitten first, bitten. uh, I can't remember you, the actress's name that was in there. Um, can you name for me go for his first, probably a big official action movie that we would have covered? Can you name the movie and the character's name? His first one? Well, the big 1991, the big one that I see on here and go, ah, that's the one we're going to do. Firebirds. Yeah. Yeah. Take Preston. Yeah, we, we talked about that already when we were talking yeah. about Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, Firebirds. This Thank is you, that that is probably the first action version of Nick Cage. And I love that flipping movie. I, I know. Dude, I know. that I even shared a clip in the group of uh Sean Young blowing up the jet with the rocket launcher off of the uh helicopter. You know, I have to admit I've never seen um uh National Treasure. Any of those? They're fun. I've never seen them. They're a more kid-friendly, like Indiana Jones. Can we talk about Lord of War? 
Yeah, we can, because I love that movie. <laughs> For the longest time, one of your email names was Lord of War. Or no, I mean, t- your Xbox name. I had, Xbox, my, I had Xbox name as Lord of War. I rented that movie not knowing what I was getting into, and he is an arms dealer. Uh-huh. And I was blown away by that movie. I've probably watched it like 10 times. And, you had, yeah, yeah. And there's, there's a... Uh, if we had known we were going to talk about this, I'd had you pull the drop. But when he's trying to sell some guns to one of these, uh, oh, I know the one, yeah, uh, these other guys, and the guy goes, "I want the gun from Rambo." And Nicholas Cage looks at him and goes, "Rambo one, two, or three? And he goes, "They made more of those." And I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, I love, yeah. love Lord of War." Well, you know what? When when we talk about Nick Cage movies, my favorites. Or probably, I mean, besides the Raising Arizona, that that's yeah. hands uh, above everything else. My favorite is probably either Kick Ass. I did like Kick Ass. Yeah. Love that. I actually enjoyed Sorcerer's Apprentice. Believe it or not, I didn't hate uh, it. It was it was interesting. It was you good. Know, yeah, but I liked him in Bangkok Dangerous. Yeah. No, uh, Bangkok Dangerous is really good. So for you, uh, those of you out there who have not seen Bangkok Dangerous, please uh, give it a shot. Watch it. I and I, I'm, I'm going to say it's, it's dumb in its own ways, but I liked it. I'm going to say something a little bit controversial here for some of these people, but oh, here we go, folks. Gary, you, you can boo him. You can send it uh, send it all to the email later on. Of even though they they really did miss the mark with the movies. He was Johnny Blaze, the Ghost Rider. I loved Nick Cage as that character. The movies themselves. The first one. I liked the first one. I, I liked him in the second one, too. The jelly bean thing was, I couldn't. It, it didn't bother me that bad, but whenever he was transformed, you saw it was still like Nick Cage on his like what we're loving he's doing now with these crazy ass movies like Mandy and uh Willy's Wonderland or whatever. Sure. You saw that in the in the Ghost Rider when he started transforming in both mm-hmm. of them. You did. I I thought the casting was dead on. I loved him in that. The movies could have been better. They could have been done a whole lot better. I wish I hope they reboot it not just for the television cuz I know Ghost Rider was in uh, Agents of Shield or something like that. They brought him in right. on those. Right. I, I want. I want another shot at big screen. If they're going to yeah, do Blade, it was a Ghost Rider in a car. He had a car too. Yeah, I mean, but if he's not on a motorbike, I don't want to watch. I, I got the Lego set. It's actually sitting over here. It's a, if he's not on a bike, I don't want to watch it. Though. You know, it's got to have a bike. But I did like him as that character. I like that version of Nick Cage playing Johnny Blade. I really All right, did. let's throw some Poe drops out there. Poe, he, okay, so he ends up, uh, <laughs> all right, there's a bunny in this movie. He bought his daughter a birthday present. Right, and the only thing he could get from the, the prison gift shop, basically, I guess, the commissary, was a bunny for her. So, well, it was that or a tube of toothpaste and two packs uh, of Pall Malls. And tube socks or whatever, yeah. So he he has his bunny and he has his personal effects down in the the hold, and uh, uh, Billy Bedlam finds him down there and, and kind of figures out what's going on or whatever. He ends up killing Billy Bedlam 
and writing a note on his body to drop from the plane. So no, that, he wrote it on pinball. Oh, I'm sorry. On, on, on who? I'm sorry. He wrote it on pinball. Pinball. Thank you. Pinball, pinball was pinball stuck, stuck in the landing no. gear. Will well. Right. So, uh, he did that, but anyway, Bedlam finds it and everything else. So there's this bunny. I said, put the bunny back in the box. There's, there's the bunny stuff. But anyway, he, he drops this note off to, uh, Cusack's character gets it when they land the plane originally so that the drug dealer can get off essentially, and they can take off. There is a scene where he, he talks to, he runs into, uh, uh, Cusack's character and they have a little exchange and, uh, it kind of, I don't know. I like this exchange cause it sets up the exchange at the end that really kind of shows Poe and a lot of the character aspects of that. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't know him. He only knows him from the radio conversation he listened in on. Right. uh, During the whole thing. That's that's the only reason he knew his name. Yeah. That's the only reason he knew, uh, John Cusack's character's name. I can't remember. Yeah. You're Cameron Poe. That's right. I'm Larkin. Hello, Larkin. I got your message. Where are the troops? They'll be here. They'll be here. Uh Uh-huh. In a minute. Listen, Poe. Can I lower this? Go ahead. You're going to lower yours? Sorry, boss. But there's only two men I trust. One of them was me. The other's not you. (laughs) I, I I love that line. And then at the end, when it's all said and done or whatever, here's another line. I love that line because it shows now because he put his faith in Larkin to help. Yeah. And he was there for him. And they don't hear it. You know, it's hard when you're doing a podcast, but he smiles at him and reaches his hand out to shake his hand as right. Right. Exactly. You're, you're the third one that I trust. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's that here. Here's one more line. I'm going to play real quick drop. I, I love this one. Uh, Billy, Billy Bedlam talking to Cyrus the virus after, some of the plan has come out now. And this, again, this is more just flavor for, for Cyrus. Carson City, the law is down there. You lost your mind? According to my last psych evaluation. Yes. Yeah. You know, so just more flavor for him. I, you know, I, I love Cyrus the virus's character, and it's, it's just so damn good, man. <laughs> it is. A, this is, this is one of my favorite Nick Cage movies as far as Nick Cage's catalog. Sure. But mm-hmm. it's also a great movie because of everyone else that's in it. This is kind of like the whole Under Siege kind of thing. Under yeah. Siege is yeah, a yeah. good movie Which and it's Cole Meany. And oh, there you go. Cole maybe that's the catalyst movies need. But maybe Cole uh, Meany is going to be like R C three PO and R two D two. He just ties <laughs> all the all the movies we love together. It's all it's actually a story about them. Yeah. And he's not in one that I know of, so we may have already busted that, but you know, while we like Steven Seagal, Steven Seagal's best movie no, 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 is no, 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 we like we, Steven Seagal. No, no, no. You like Steven Seagal. We like Steven Seagal. 
Don't say um, his name three times. He shows up like the candy man. <laughs> damn it. And a knock at the door. Um, but it was also like, that's a great movie, but it was also because of the cast and the way it was done. Yeah. So yeah. con air is kind of similar. Although I, I think Nicholas cage is still leaps and bounds above other, you know, sure. Actors. Sure. Uh, speaking of which, oh, uh, name uh, again. yeah, don't Billy Bedlam. We didn't, uh, get into his, uh, filmography a little bit. Uh, Nick, uh, Chinland. Yeah. Known for things like training day, tears of the sun, uh, Riddick. He was in the Chronicles of Riddick. Stuff. Yeah, he was one of the mercenaries that's uh, hunting him uh, when yeah. he goes to the ice planet and then takes him to Crematoria and tries Very to cash good, in. Sir. Yeah. Uh, also known in a lot of TV series, he was in an episode of Castle, uh, which I'm sure you saw. Um, mm-hmm. He was. Nathan uh, Fillion. That's a great show. Yeah, 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 I know you like that one quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was an ultraviolet. Yep. He was in. Uh, let's see here. Uh, episode of The Sopranos, Walker, Texas Ranger, The Fugitive, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and a couple episodes of that. Nice. Uh, Gilmore Girls. He was an episode of Gilmore Girls. Everybody's got to get a paycheck once in a while. Got to pay yeah, that rent. Yeah, yeah, get a paycheck, baby. Uh, Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm. Is that the TV a, show? Yeah, he did a voice in that one. Okay. He was in a, an episode of uh, Captain Planet, man. Captain Planet. He was in SWAT Cats. Cool. And Lethal Weapon 3. He was Hatchet. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? I love watching the, uh, watching you in video because you start... Uh, huh? Uh-huh. Well, I'm try. I try to put the face to the mm-hmm. to the thing. You know, it's we were in uh, the horror group today talking about Wishmaster, and it, it has um, Divoff in there. And we, you know, he was he played the Jin, and we were all just going on about. He was also one of the terrorists on Air Force One, and he was the Russian in, in this show of SVU and. You know, it's just, there's so many great actors that you just feel like you, they should have gotten, um, more roles in Hollywood, you know, that, you know, you know, one of the things I like about this movie and a lot of these movies in this era itself, they were still filmed on location. Like this was still filmed in like, there were shots in LA. There were shots in Vegas. Uh, they, spoiler alert. They crashed a plane in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, you know, they still... actually destroyed the sands. Yeah. Yeah. Part of it. Yeah. Because they uh, were going to, it was already slated for demo. So th- th- they set they, up cameras to catch it. They filmed in Goshen, Indiana. I've been there actually. Uh, Utah quite a bit and in yeah. different places, but I love, I love these movies because they're filmed in actual locations that what's well, locations. It's actual explosions. Very, very little CGI. Mm-hmm. I don't even, I, yeah, there would be some CGI because of the car attached to the back of the plane, um, yes, yes. but they would have actually crashed a car. Upon the landing part, it will, you know, probably drop from a crane or something for the shot, but right. it was still practical effects. It, it, Speaking yes, it of practical effects, can I say my one, my one complaint for this movie? Hold on a minute. Medic! Yeah. Go ahead. So at the end, they're at Lerner Airfield and 
uh, Larkin is called in the military. I'm going to say National Guard from what it looked like. I, yeah, probably. I'm yeah. also going to say National Guard because this is what I'm irritated about. They follow the main road, which goes in between these walls of dilapidated planes and cars and like a everything. Yard. Yes. Yeah. Every other shot of Lerner Airfield was wide open, yet these dumbasses just drove their caravan down the narrowest corridor into the kill box, which would have been the absolute last thing anyone trained would have done. Yeah, it's a big caravan of doom coming down the thing. It's Because, I mean, the, you know, Cyrus is explaining in plain English to these guys, take out the front car, take out the back car, lots and lots of dead bodies in the middle. And I'm like, it's wide open. There's a dude running still in the desert, I'm thinking now, because he was in the other plane. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They couldn't have come in from all sides. It's a plane full of convicts. Why would you go down the one main thoroughfare between all these dilapidated, like like 20-foot tall stacked up vehicles? Yeah, let's go Charlie. that way. Charlie, so I know, you, I know, you, no, 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 you know, I know. Based on based on your love of these action films, you know damn good and well. That based on First Blood, the National Guard don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm just here on the weekends, Phil. <laughs> That's it, Charlie. You got all your you got your notes in front of you. I have some notes. Are are we done already? Well. Not quite, but I mean, we could probably do this already. Yeah. Body count. hit him with that body count real quick. I mean, I considering the scene that I'm talking about is probably where the largest body count occurs. That's kind of what I was getting at, yeah. Um, <laughs> And honestly, that's the only other little bit of trivia I have. You know, I, like I tell everyone, I try to find a little extra for everyone. But the body count in this is 43. Most of the convicts die because at the end, after the plane crashes, I don't remember them putting any of them in handcuffs <laughs> and hauling off. I mean, they well, drag poor Johnny 23's body away while his arm's still hanging from the uh, uh, handcuff. The, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, again, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. The only convict that survives and, or doesn't get shipped back to wherever the hell they came from that we don't see on camera is Steve Buscemi's Garland Green character. He, he is the one that gets away. Um, which is brilliant. Oh, I love that. It's, uh, he's playing blackjacks. Or, <laughs> no, he's playing shooter, uh, craps, craps, craps. They say, "Do the shooters feel lucky?" He goes, "Yes, yes, yes, he yes, does." And, uh, <laughs> so, so the plane crashed and killed everyone except for Baby O, Cameron, Cyrus, yeah, Diamond Dog, and Swamp Thing. Yes, because yes. you don't see anyone else. They're all strapped in the plane you know because that's when uh garland starts singing the whole world uh, he's got the whole world in his hand 
Yeah. There's only like 10 of them on the plane total. Oh, and guard bishops on there too. Um, but where, 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 I know a lot of them got killed in the gunfire, but no one else survived that at the end. No one got <laughs> carted off and locked like, Hey, we got one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I got one locked down. Um, you know, one of the other big things from this movie was the song, how do I live by Trisha Yearwood? Yeah. Which was also sung by a uh, very young Leanne rhymes early in oh, her career as well. That's right. Liam Rhymes uh, did this as well. So that is the big, uh, the big, you know, song from this that you would know. Um, and, and of course, sweet home, Alabama, you know, well, you know, that Peter. was, that was a thing there towards the end of the nineties was your movie had to have a theme song. You yeah. know, you had Titanic obviously that had the whole Celine Dion thing, but I mean, Armageddon yep. had Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Bodyguard. Uh, Bodyguard, which I think that's earlier, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was Bodyguard But still, Bodyguard was... But body, it made sense with Bodyguard because it was Whitney Hughes. I, it she was sense. a singer in the thing, so yeah. It had, but it, it just seemed like every like big blockbuster movie had to have not just a song, but it had to be a song that was like on the top 40 or something. You, know? you mean like Ghostbusters? Oh, yeah, they knocked prints off of number one after they six, did six they did it was uh it six was, weeks uh, or six cry. months six yeah. uh i don't remember six, now, but it was six it weeks was, it was dove's cry yeah um but no uh song's fine song fits the movie just you know i have it no does. issue with it, it it's um, fine. what i have issue with is that do you think that when nicholas cage signed up for this they they told him like your wardrobe's going to be jeans and 25 dirty ass beaters he so he probably was like so like Bruce Willis. I'm like yeah, yeah, just like Bruce Willis. <laughs> oh, yeah, sounds fine. I'll just bring from my closet. No, 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 no. We we've got him here in wardrobe. He seemed what? like back then he would he just walk around in some beaters and just chill. I mean, considering where they were filming most of this, I don't want him to be walking around in beaters and stuff like that. You know, desert air. Who knows where they were filming the interior shots of the plane at? You, you know, know who really loves Nicolas Cage? Who's that? Your soon-to-be co-host, uh, Nate, loves him some Nicolas Nate Cage. does love Nick Cage. He, he does. Yes. He's like a little mini Nick Cage, too. Uh, no. He's just... He's, eh, he's kind of mini Nate, Nick Cage. I don't know, man. He's, he's Nate. He is Nate. He is Nate. Charlie, um... I don't know if I have anything else to do about, uh, say about Con Air. I mean, really? we haven't, you know, Cyrus hasn't died yet. Uh, well, yeah, we haven't talked about the end of the, the, how the movie resolves. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I know we don't uh, okay, roll through so, it, but we've, we've kind of gone through everyone's IMDB list. So maybe we should talk about uh, the movie. All right, a second. all right. We will talk about, you want to talk about, uh, Cyrus's death at the end. And I will tell you my major bitch about the movie. We, we can do that, but I think we should lead up to the fact that we we land a jumbo jet, essentially, on the Las Vegas Strip. It, <laughs> yeah, that, that swamp thing's doing. Swamp thing goes, we're landing, but it ain't in no airport <laughs> landing on the Strip. Yeah, yeah. Cole Meany, basically, they decide they got to shoot this plane down, get rid of it. So Cole yeah. Meany brings in the National Guard's um, an Apache. 
I, I think, think it they is. Were, I think those were two Apaches. Yeah. Yeah. And to basically blow it out of the sky. Whereas John Cusack's on another chopper uh, trying to get in the way of Colmini from blowing it out of the sky. Yeah. So they get missile lock and Cusack jumps in front. Uh, Cameron gets control of the plane and goes to the radio and radios back because Cusack doesn't want to shoot down. A, he's trying to save Cameron's life. There's still a guard. Let's see. I think there, just, uh, just, did, uh, no, they would have had the other guards cause they're loading them up after they well, pulled the plane out. Uh, I, I think the only one they, they really mentioned it was Sally. Well, she's the main one, but I'm 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 referring back to who survived the plane wreck. I think maybe some of the guards survived the plane wreck. That's possible. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, they don't really show it, but well, they um, offload they offload a lot of guards in Carson City. Right, but you remember Diamond Dogs trying to shoot them when yeah. they land yeah. first. Yeah. Then yeah. he's whipping them to pull the car or car the, Carson the City uh, yeah. the plane out and. They, you see them pushing them back onto the plane when they try to take off. So there's still like at least three that didn't die immediately that they were right. using as hostages. Right. So just goes back to where there may have been more people, you know, just the good guys lived. Um, so anyway, Swamp Thing lands the plane on the strip in all of your Jerry Bruckheimer 90s glorious <laughs> action yeah. way. The, the wings all of a sudden turn into paper and a light pole cuts a wing in half. Yeah. And they, after the other wing takes out the, uh, what's the rock, the, the guitar thing that sticks up. Oh, hard rock. The, uh, the, the hard rock so uh, hotel and casino. One yeah. wing takes out the guitar neck on the hard rock hotel. Yet the other wing gets cut in half by a light light pole. <laughs> And then it crashes into a white Corvette that they just kind of mentioned. Whoever has the white Corvette, please move or it'll be towed. Don't, don't it just kind of like nose up against it? It, it, does, it, it? it, it goes right up like to the yeah. hood yeah, and yeah. sets there. Okay. So they get everyone off there. John Cusack's counting. That's right. There was survivors. John yeah. Cusack is pulling their heads up counting. And trying to figure out where Cyrus, he's, yeah, he's looking. Yeah. So, uh, hey, we've answered something. See, this is why we have to keep going on this. Um, and then Cameron, before he gets reunited with his wife and everything, sees Cyrus on the top of a fire engine driving away just at the same time that John Cusack does. And then is the most glorious 90s ever seen and I know you're you're aching because I'm getting close to well, the thing you hate. Well, here, but uh, there's multiple problems. But yes, there is. Well, let me just say, they both get on police motorcycles at the same time, look at each other, Cusack and just and, uh, yep, and then just head out and go after him. Yeah, I loved uh, that whole scene. Yeah, that part was that that was pretty cool. Here, okay, so Cyrus Swamp Thing and uh, Diamond, Diamond Dog. Dog. Yeah. They jump on an aerial truck. Yeah, where Diamond Dog put on the the fire fire helmet, the jacket, yeah, jacket. So because at this point they've alerted, you know, emergency services. They're they're waiting for the plane and stuff. So there is a uh, uh, a mid truck mounted 
aerial truck and mm-hmm. let's let's even say it's a quint truck so it's a sure. aerial pumper i'd say yeah i want to ask you the, about that i think i know what you're upset yeah. about so they get on the truck and they start there's two things i'm upset about they get on the <laughs> truck and they start hauling ass away and that's when cusack and nicholas cage get on the bikes and chase them down that's awesome Okay, so there are some cool fight scenes on the back. They grab an axe. They start fighting on the back the, of the... Well, the all that after they are in a gunfight. Yes. And the then first, yes. Uh, Cameron rams his motorcycle in the Diamond Dog at the back of the fire truck as he just grabs the very end rung of the ladder off of the aerial truck. And the... Right the motorcycle just blows up right as soon as it hits being ranged. It was a cool stunt. Again, it was a cool stunt. Bruckheimer explosions. Yeah, it was, it was a cool stunt. <laughs> so as they're trying to get Swamp Thing to stop the, the truck, uh-huh. um, he won't stop the truck. So they stick a fire hose through the, the top of the cab. Yeah, Cusack cuts a hole with the fire axe. Right. And yells at him, pull over! And Swamp Thing tells him no. Yeah, he's like, no. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm good. Um, he sticks a uh, a hose in there and starts filling the cab with water. Yeah. Problem the first. Yeah, I want to hear is, this. Is uh, the type of nozzle and hose they had on there would have had enough back pressure to fire the hose back out of the hole of the uh-huh. the cab. Second of th- second all is when you pump on a fire engine, you take the you, you switch the PTO out of drive to actually the motor now powers the pump so there's no way for it to possibly be driving down the road at 70 miles an hour and pump water at the same time yeah third of <laughs> all now while they're fighting cusack uh, uh poe is fighting uh cyrus on the ladder yep as it's hauling ass down the road they he handcuffs cyrus to the ladder the the yep. rungs of the uh not the rungs but the actual uh uh, rails, side yeah, rails the, hand, the, the handrail that you grab as yeah. you're walking up. The and road. this ladder is what they call a straight stick. It's just you climb up the ladder. There's no basket at the end or anything. No, yeah. So he he handcuffs him on there, and then, and it's a cool stunt. Uh, cool it visual. is. It is. They raise the ladder as the truck's doing seventy down the road with water still air, pumping out the front. With water still pumping out the front as they're going down the road and it raises up and smashes Cyrus into a overwalk. A yeah. Uh, walk, uh, a walkway. Uh, yeah. Overhang walkway across the, the road Yeah, and smashes him through this thing and, and kills him obviously. So that's, that's complaint. The third is that this <laughs> Quint truck, uh, could not possibly do, uh, do those three things. I, w- I was going to ask you because the one thing when I watched it last night was yeah. when Cyrus uses the water cannon on the back, yeah. uh, I, to I, hit I, the cops. I, oh, thank you. I forgot about that load of shit. So, so a, I was like, why is there a water cannon there on the aerial truck? Cause it's not at the end of the ladder. No. Is no, it detachable? No. Uh, no, that one is actually a hard piped, but a lot of engines and stuff, especially of that era had a deck gun, what they call a deck gun that, oh, they okay. would, that you could direct towards. Now yeah. you're right. Whereas most aerial trucks have one at the end of the boom. That's what I thought, especially yeah. platform trucks that have mm-hmm. the bucket at the end. A lot of those have air supplies you can plug into and a, yep. a, a, a deck gun up there so you can fight from above that one with it being a straight stick was designed mostly for climb. 
mm-hmm. not for uh, operations above the fire. Right. It could have theoretically had a deck gun built into it. So while I understood the mechanics, like Dan's Weird. talking about, the, the, the PTO and things like Dan was fireman. We've talked about it during the yeah. Blown Away episode. But yeah. I saw certain things that I had been meaning to ask you about that going, I don't think the, A, it doesn't even really look much like a pumper truck anyway, like where yeah. the water tank were of, would have been. It like it would have had like, a pump, but yeah. it would have had to come from a hydrant. Yeah, it, it's what they would call a Quint truck. That's yeah, funny story why Charlie knows that stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie and I once fought a fire. We, we were volunteer, volunteer firemen for a couple of hours in my neighborhood. We uh, uh, a house got hit by lightning. We showed up, ran over to help, um, and we started directing the fire department, and they didn't question us <laughs> for about Dan an knew hour the, and a half or so. Knew what to say. So obviously, you know, if you if you sound like you know what you're doing, you know what you're doing. So he helps with the hose placement. I'm at the pumper truck, and I swear to God, the guy that was running the pumper truck was 90 years old. He was and at least, yeah. I mean, we keep talking tales from the crypt. The crypt keeper was running the <laughs> pumper truck and hitting all of the valves and everything, and he's taking forever. So I just went, this one? And I would point, and he'd go, yeah. And I would turn that one, and I'd listen for Dan. Go to this one. And I would turn, and the old man just sat down on the step of the fire truck while I ran the pumper, and Dan is r- helping with the hoses. Yeah. We're the volunteer, volunteer <laughs> fire department. We, we, we get there and there's one guy with gear on, get ready to go in and look for cats in this house. Yeah. We get him geared up. He goes in. Charlie and I go in after him basically without any gear, like an idiot. You did. Get I left. stayed at the door. Yeah, I was I, not I, that I dumb. I knew what, enough to what I was doing, I guess. But I go in there and help with these cats. And then as other fire departments were showing up and other personnel, because that the, the department that should have responded there was on another house fire. So two, two houses had been hit by yeah. lightning. It yeah. was a so bad a, storm. It was nasty. We so a neighboring s- department showed up. Yeah. And so they didn't know us from, you know, Adam. We're bar- I'm barking orders, and I'm barking orders because I had spent years in the fire service. I went to school for fire science and everything. So I'm barking orders, and they're taking commands like, I'm, I'm supposed to be telling like them. Like I this. said, as long as you act like you know what you're doing. <laughs> and, and so there's, they're setting up an attack and a defense on this house and defending the other homes based on my orders. And I'm even, I, I relieve guys. I take hoses. I'm fighting from outside and everything else. I'm just drenched or whatever. So we finally get done, get up, walk over and they go, um, Oh, Hey, chief's here. Da, da, da. Say, okay. Chief walks over. I give my report to the, he goes, who's in charge. They point at me. I went, all right. I give my report to the chief. He goes, Hey, I appreciate what department are you with? I'm like, I'm not. And he goes, the hell? And I said, <laughs> uh, I, I spent years as a firefighter back home in Kentucky years ago and everything else. I said, so we just happened to cross the thing and saw what was going on and decided to help. And he looked at me because you got me kidding me. I went, nope. Have a good night guys. And we walked back to what, the truck. We, we walked back to the poor Ben. Benny's in the group. He's sitting in the truck <laughs> wanting to go home. We're fighting the fire. Um, yeah, I, it, it was. And the funny, the weird, the weird thing was, is we saw the lightning strike. Yeah. We were on the yeah. four lane, almost ready to turn into the development. And yeah. we're like, whoa, that was close. Stopped at my house, dropped something off, I think. Cause then we were going to take Benny. <laughs> we were taking Ben home or to his car. 
You were taking we, him back to my place because he parked at my place. That's right. We were taking him back to your yeah. place. So we drove the, the, the loop around, which took us by the house. And we're like, oh, that's that's where it hit. Yeah. So, that's Lady why Dan up. knows a bit more about the uh, <laughs> fire truck in this. Yeah, on this one, yeah. So anyway, the best day at work we ever had. Um, well, besides the day we had to move a wall with a sledgehammer, that was fun too. We'll say that for another movie. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's my complaint about the movie Connor. And to this day, and I'll tell you now, I'll, I'll spoil a little bit of the Ali Yong bit. I love Conair. I love the oh, movie Conair, but this is still one of those ones. I, every time I watch, I go, son of a bitch, you ruined the, you know, I'm watching it going, uh, uh. movie magic, sir, movie magic. And again, of course, this is why in the group and on the show, I, I sing the praises of backdraft as an action movie. Um, there is definitely some bits of that movie. We would make fun of in the, the fire service as well, but I digress. Uh, con air, Charlie, I remember seeing it and buying. it was one of the, one of the, not the first group of DVDs I ever bought. Mm. I bought a DVD. The first DVD player I bought had Divix. Wow. Do you remember Divix? I do. Yeah. It had Divix capabilities. Yeah. So the first a lot later than that. Yeah. Yeah. The first uh, two uh, DVDs I bought the day I bought it was uh, Tombstone and Backdraft. Nice. <laughs> you know? uh, but Con Air, uh, then I think it was Con Air and Waterboy, I think, were the next two. So, like, Con Air has been a go to film for me for quite a while. My first DVD player and DVD was when I met Jackie. And oh, oh, wow. it was before we actually thing. got married. So this was like 2000. I got it for uh, Christmas. It was her yeah, big yeah. gift to me. My first DVD was Eraser. Man, were, you guys, were you guys together that long before I met you? Yeah. Were you? Yep. I thought you guys were together like, I thought you guys were only together like a year or two before I met you. We got married in 2001 and we were together a year before that. So, yeah. I'm about to say, and I've known you for... You just before Anthony, 18? which would have been oh five, oh five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize it was that uh, that you guys were together that long. Yeah, ago. we already had we already had the house. Don't worry, folks. One of these days, next time I'm around Charlie's house, I will sneak a picture of him and Jackie on their honeymoon when Charlie's a fresh faced, no facial haired. Um, she'll probably send kid. it to you. Uh, yeah, yeah, just ask her; she'll send it to you. And if that's not good enough, then I'll call mom and I'll get pictures from your uh, high school basketball days. Uh, there's the basketball days. There's the prom pictures. There's all. Yeah, there, there's some yeah. fun ones. They're fantastic. Uh, especially if you see Charlie now, they're, they're. Yeah, I, I don't, I, a lot of friends, especially like in the you group, had, you had hair on your head and none on your face, which yeah, is the exact opposite now. I, I get that a lot now. Like, wait, I, I know you don't, I, you don't look the same. No, I don't. <laughs> the only, the only thing still is that you're still a large, tall presence dude and oh, yeah, I'm always... no, yeah and you still have no ass yeah that yeah some people yeah. are known for america's ass i am known for no ass <laughs> you're like Liechtenstein's ass it's small i am <sighs> the flatlands the badlands it's flat it's, it's pretty the bad. salt flats bam the salt flats of your ass all right enough ass talk how did that happen again uh, it, it it happens. All right, Charlie, do you want to get to the owl? You want to get to the owl bit? Yeah, I think we can do the owls now. We already did body count, which again, if anyone forgot, it's 43. 
43. All right, let's get to the alphabet. Uh, here, I've been working on this. Ali Young, rating system. Ali Young, rating system. I'm not helping with that. No. Okay, we so we haven't had a chance to discuss the change from a 5 Leong to a 10 Leong system yet. We haven't discussed it, so... so i got to call you tomorrow, I guess, and talk about this. I guess. So is this going to be the final... This will be the final up to 5 Leong system. Okay. And then after we do this, like we've talked about on the last episode, we will go back and do an Al Leong revamp of the movies we've done. Yeah, maybe we'll do a small breakdown before the next episode of where we're at so far and yeah, update. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. There we go. We'll, we'll, pl- we'll figure it out. That's fine. Charlie, Al Leong me on the con air. Okay. Um... I'm gonna I'm gonna do this two different ways. On the scale of Nicolas Cage movies, Con Air is five Alleyongs. Okay, but rated on the scale of Con Air. On the scale of action movies, Con Air four Alleyongs. Four Alleyongs. Four Alleyongs across the board. All right, this movie for me, again, I rank. Nicholas Cage is fine. I have no problem with Nicholas Cage in this movie. Yeah. Cusack is a little goofy. I don't know why he was standing outside of the plane with the boombox over his head. I don't understand. That's a that. total, you watched a different cut than I did. That was a different movie. That was a different movie. Oh, okay. Well, I remember watching. No, that. you should ask why did he stand behind the jet engine of a plane? Yeah, and it, it about killed him. Yeah. Um, had the Looney Tunes burn mark on his white shirt for the rest yeah. of the movie. <laughs> so damn dumb. Uh, I know someone actually did stay behind a plane once. My uncle and got blown backwards. He never had a Looney Tune mark. Yeah. He was deaf for like two days. That was wash, uh, <laughs> not thrust. Yeah, yeah he, yeah. he got blown. He was an aircraft refueler, by the way. People were wondering why he was staying behind a jet. Uh, uh, it was like, he's your family. I wasn't wondering. <laughs> There's that too. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to give, in a surprising ch- turn, I'm going to give it four and a quarter Allianz. And just to be different or no i i think it's definitely a solid four but yeah the performances of malkovich and malkovich yeah. alone in my opinion twisted up a little bit higher mm-hmm. the fire truck bit kills it some for me but those two alone i would like to have seen you know backstory movies Oh, like prequels. Yeah. Yeah. And honest, and also. That's how you do the horror movie with Steve Buscemi. Give me the prequel of Garland Green. This also is probably my introduction to um, Danny Trejo. This, yeah. I mean, he's done a lot of movies beforehand, but this, he was actually pretty prevalent in this movie. He was a name character. He, uh, he brought in the main tattoo. If you know, Danny Trejo has a lot of tattoos. Yeah. The main one on his chest is of a senorita and he brings that tattoo as a story element into this movie. Um, so again, I'm, I'm going to give it four and a quarter alley ongs. Um, and it's one of those ones, like I said, for some reason, it hit at the right time of my life where it is always kind of stuck with me. I yeah. love, I love Con Air. Um, oh, oh I, 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 I love it. 100%. I, I, it's a feel good movie. We both rated it as one of the top three movies of the nineties. 
yeah, there uh, are some I elements still stand of it that I would, that. There's elements of it I'm watching uh, yesterday going, you know, but there, there's there's a couple things, but nothing yeah. that really would be like, yeah, I don't want to watch this anymore. No, no, no. Like I said, I mean, the stuff when he comes home with the wife and stuff, it has to be there, obviously, for storytelling yes. and setup and stuff like that. But like, it's almost like. I, I, not to the extreme of full metal jacket, but it's almost like the movie starts once they're getting on the plane. Yeah. Movie, movie kind of starts right with Cameron in the jail cell, but Which, how do you get Cameron in the jail cell without yeah, you have to do the, the first part? We should do full metal jacket, by the way. Uh, it's definitely one that can be on the list. I, I, I rank that as a action movie. That's two movies. Full oh, Jack's two movies. Yeah, there's that. That's two. Island movies. Paris Island movie uh, is one movie. Vietnam is another movie. That's Come almost movie. one that would have to be like a two episode where that's you talk about the first one and then yeah, talk about the second part. I agree. You, you were just talking about Danny Trejo, so I clicked on it yeah. real quick. Yeah, yeah please. Four hundred and seven acting <laughs> credits. <laughs> Damn, you were making a joke know. about Nicolas Cage. I'll give me twenty minutes. Give me an hour, and I'll get to Danny Trejo. Which and Danny Trejo? He was like thirty something, right? It says here the first movie credited eighty three Project, Project A, A. Yeah. yeah, but then Runaway Train, Bulletproof, The Hidden, Death Wish Four, love the Death Wish movies, yep. uh, the old Bronson stuff. Uh, wow, yeah, I'm looking at some of this stuff now. Maniac Cop Two, yep. I love yep. it. March for Death, hey, he had to deal with Seagal. Sorry, buddy. Yep. Um, but yeah, it, you know he's. He's one of those guys that if you really go back and look at some of this stuff, like, I'm, I mean, I've never really looked at a lot of this heat, uh, Anaconda, you know, a bunch of really good stuff. And again, you know, like we said, I don't think he started till he was in his thirties of some sort. Yeah. He, he is definitely worth looking at. Like they did the, uh, henchman, the Aliong story. Danny Trejo uh-huh. needs a biography about him um it is he is he's got some history to him he's i like danny trejo and you know without danny trejo we wouldn't have machete machete don't text machete don't text he don't text so uh that is the long and short of con air it's another two-hour episode man what? We got to another two hour episode of this thing. It's wow. an hour and 45 it, minutes. Stop it. It didn't, but it didn't feel like that, did it? No, because you know what? We're entertaining. Medic! <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess that's true. All right. Well, do you have anything to say, else to say about it? Or should we go into the closing thank you uh, bit? Oh, we can go into the closing thank you bit. All right, so here on Give Me Back My Action Movies, we always say a few thank yous. First of all, we say thank you to SludgeCast. Thanks, Sludge, not for just being on our show, but being friends of the show. Please check out SludgeCast wherever you find this podcast and other great quality podcasts. There's probably some crappy podcasts on whatever you're listening to as well, but don't listen to those. Instead, listen to us and SludgeCast. 
please go check out Good Beer, Bad Movie Night with Pete and the gang over there. They put forth uh, really good episodes about movies that are um, less than good, I guess you could say. But good beer. Yeah, although I do argue with them, I still like the movie The Wizard. Check out Poster Smash's stuff. They're in the group, and they have their own Instagram, so check that out, please. And uh, we'd like to thank Mountain Empire Comics in Johnson City and Bristol, Tennessee, respectively. Check them out on Facebook. Say hello to Diane. Say hello to Rob. Diane's in the group, I believe. I don't know. Rob's not. Probably not. But I believe Diane is. Uh, Again, with our show, in regards to our show, subscribe on Podbean, on Apple, whatever the hell Apple's done with their stuff recently. I don't know. Uh, but wherever you listen to this, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share. That is the biggest way for us to, to grow and gain followers. The more we grow, the more we can do for you, and the more we will do with you uh, as we grow as well. Check out Charlie on Instagram. He runs the Instagram. Check him out. Yes, I do. He does a lot more on the Facebook than I do as well. So yes, I do. Too. Uh, but you can also email us, which is what I really check out more than Charlie. Not that there's much on there from Pete, but it is at G-M-B-M-A-M-P-O-D at gmail.com. One of these days, Pete, you will email me on that. I'm sure <laughs> Charlie, I think that's pretty much all of my thank yous and, and plugs and such obviously uh listen to the the stuff that we plugged during the commercial break as well Uh, give that all a shot uh let us know what you think about the show seriously if you're in the group let us know you can you know some message charlie you can some message me um just let us know what you think we do this for fun but we do this for you we want to make sure you're enjoying this. If there's something you you don't enjoy, let us know. If there's something you really do enjoy, let us know. We do talk about the show. We take all that in consideration. So please let us know what you think. Charlie? Yes. I'm going to shut up and have a drink of this beverage. You tell one thanks to. Thank you, everyone. You any, you any, I, I think we've plugs? plugged just about everybody. We are running. You, you've probably heard. We have legit commercials now. So, um. That was a tasty was beverage. Was it a tasty beverage? Um, Had some kick. Check out the Give Me Back My Horror Movies group. If you're into horror movies, uh, be on the lookout. I think we're going to do a an episode with Nate and us on the action movie. Yeah. Kind of introduce yep. him to everyone before we drop the first horror movie episode. I have an idea. For that oh, do one. you? I do. Uh, we can discuss that when we come offline here. We, yeah, we sure can, because I think we've discussed enough stuff with everyone. I think so, too. Everyone, get out of here. I've, I've had enough of you. But until then, hey, in all seriousness, though, be careful out there, everyone. Be cool. Everyone, do your own thing and just get along. We will see you in two weeks. Charlie, I'm done, man. Yeah. You got, you, you got anything else to say? I'll be back. I knew you'd say that. 